listening to Fear the Anthcast. I'm Josh. I'm JD. Ooh, man. Yeah. Two episodes left. No, this episode and then next week's yes. two-hour finale. So this would be the penultimate episode. The, um, well... Uh, Maybe not in not, reruns, but not re- in 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 the terms of this series, this is penultimate week. They must have decided they needed some other special they need to show because they take two hour episodes and cram it together and say it's a two hour finale, when really it's just episode 15, 14 and fifteen. Yeah. So, but that's or, next week. Right. We're talking about this week. Yeah. We're talking about date of death. Yeah. Not dance of death. Not date with destiny mm. or death date. But all of that. Mm-hmm. What did you think of the episode? I I liked it overall. Uh, and here's what I'm going to say. I I am much more interested in Travis's character now than I have been before. I think second half of the season, he's been more compelling because he's still trying to hang on to his roots and he's watching his son so easily and readily move away from his humanity. And it's got to be soul crushing. So I like his character development, but Chris, I've decided that that the uh, producers and writers have done a great job of making me hate him. <laughs> That's exactly the point. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He is a complete and utter douche. But what's what's interesting? The evil douche. Is they're making you hate a sixteen-year-old kid? Almost sixteen-year-old. Yeah, I thought you know, and I you forget how young he is, mm-hmm. and then I felt kind of bad, and I was like, you know what, this fifteen-year-old kid, uh, I just kind of want to take. Uh, a pistol and just whip him with it mm-hmm. and then shoot him repeatedly. Right. I don't want to shoot him. I want to hit him with it a couple of <laughs> times and then shoot him. Oh, could you imagine getting pistol whipped? It, would there be anything <laughs> o- more emasculating? Open hand slap, open hand slap with a <laughs> pistol. Pop, pop, yeah. With your own hand. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Cut off your left arm and just hit you with it. God, over and I over. couldn't even imagine. Yeah. But I, as a whole, I thought the episode had strong points and then it had weak points. And interestingly, I thought the weakest point of this episode was some of the monologues and dialogue, which is different from what I've thought for previous episodes of Fear the Walking Dead, where I thought the slow moments and the dialogue between the characters was the high point. I thought some of that was the low point of this episode, honestly. I can't disagree with that. I think some of the low points for me was Madison. Uh, I don't know. I didn't really care for her acting in this episode, but I guess she's no. putting, trying to put on a, a, a stoic front. Um, she's just really frustrated me at the end of the last episode in this one. And just, it picks up basically the next morning. Uh, I like that there that. was immediate consequences. For there her were, actions. Yeah, I did like that, but um, I don't know. It just reminded me of how, how selfish we can be and how we have to make decisions as to mm-hmm. who gets to be part of our group and survive and everyone else is kissed stone to the wolves because I've got to protect my little thing here, which is what we do anyway. Yeah. Uh, whether we like it or not, uh, obviously this, this is on front street, but you know, all those folks just want a place to be, feel safe and you're yeah. denying them that and you're denying them that after you called them there. Yeah, you lit up you lit up your little so, lamp, the a beacon yeah, yeah. for them to flock to. Yeah. So so I think by default you have to make, figure out how to make it work because you're at fault. Yeah. That's the only way you can rectify that sin 
in my mind is you need to figure out a way to help these people. And when did we get to the point where we, we, we stopped realizing that we're better together? You know, I agree. So, so, so what? Oh, we're going to run out of food sooner. Well, you got more fucking people and brain power to maybe hopefully figure that out. Right. Well, maybe the, maybe those people are just leeches and they're, they're, they're just, they're, they're dumb. Well, Give them a chance. They've survived to this point. Yes, give they them must a chance. Have some ability <laughs> that babies. you're unaware of. There's babies. Right. Give them some credit for the fact that they've survived to this yeah. point. They could be terrible people, as some of the other survivors we've seen in this episode. <laughs> but if they're coming to you for help, they could be at the end of their rope, and maybe they need help. So I'm with you. I think that they should. They should let them in. Accept the consequences of your actions, mm-hmm. and just you know. Make it work. And they eventually do. They let a bunch of them in because like, we had to. We couldn't do anything about it. We had to let some in. We let 30 or 40 in. I don't remember how many. Yeah. Well, I mean, you've proven that you can catch fish. Yeah. So I'm not going to say it's an end of supply, but I think you're pretty pretty well set. And if all yeah. you can do is eat fish from here until the end. You're going to be fine. I think that's okay. Right. And they, they said they've got land to farm and things like that. Yeah. Make that work too. Yeah. And I didn't understand, and maybe you can help me, sure. why they were standing at the gate just looking at him, saying, I'm sorry. I know. I know. I'm so sorry. But we can't let you in. I know. This is terrible. We're I, awful when, people. I, I guess maybe if you had to go down there to make sure that the lock was working. Is that – you see the crowd coming. Dude, run down there. Is that shit locked? Okay, cool. Get back. Right. You don't need to stand there and subject yourself to – I mean, if you're going to be a douche – then right. be one back at the hotel, like looking out from one of those balconies. Look at those poor some bitches right. down there. And if, it, and if <laughs> they're trying to do a show of strength, there was what five of them, one teenage girl, yeah, and then thirty, forty people out there. That's not a show of strength. That's not going to intimidate me to be like. That's not going to make me think. Oh, I don't want to mess with these people. That's going to make me think. I if I get in here, I'm fine. Sooner or later, those people are going to figure out a way to get in. Sure, be pissed. I mean, it's not like it's a private beach. No. Oh, how about I just walk down to the beach? <laughs> walk around this fence and bloop, bloop. <laughs> up, here I am. Made it. <laughs> <laughs> but I think honestly, and this was another downfall of this episode, is they were down there so that they could see Travis. And oh, was, absolutely. There was no other reason absolutely. for them to be down there than to see Travis. And I felt a lot of the plot points were moved along by creating circumstances, which I haven't felt like in every episode, but I felt like in this episode. This one more more yeah. so. Yeah. They're like, we got to move the plot, so let's make things happen yeah. so that the plot moves. Well, I think we're going to, you know, they've used a lot of flashback in the second half of the season. I think we're going to see a lot of flash, maybe not a lot necessarily, but we're going to see some more flashback in this two hour uh, uh, finale. Oh yeah. And I think we're going to learn more about what happened with Chris because, and I'm just going to jump right into that. Let's do um, it. Because, um, and we can go back and forth. It doesn't matter. Uh, I just don't want to lose my train of thought, sure. which I'm starting to. So let me just go. We see that um, he left Chris behind and then eventually, or let him go. Let him, He let him go. Uh, but at the end of the episode, those two douche bros, as we were calling them, I, I don't. Remember I think it's names. too nice to call them douche bros. Uh, they end back. They end up at the hotel, mm-hmm. minus is, the truck. Is the lights still on? I don't know. 
turn the damn thing off. I obviously well here's my thing. I think that uh I think Travis is not being completely honest oh, with I agree his too. time frame. And I think it's still possible that he had to put the boy down, although I don't think that's what occurred now. But he, he's not sharing everything. His choice of words uh, is very deliberate, and the things that he's conveying is very, very deliberate. So they're not giving us too much information. But I, I, I sense some holes in his, in his, in the timeline because I feel like they must have been following him for some reason. Yes. So I think they meet up again somehow. Something goes down, and Chris either he gets wasted, right, uh, and he's no more. Or at, or at very least, he here's what happens. I got it. We know exactly what happens with Chris. He gets injured and they put him down. He gets injured. He gets shot in both legs, mm-hmm. just like um, the boy, yeah. Jim, James, James. Jim. Jim, whatever. What you call him, Jim? James is his name. Jimmy boy. James. Uh, he So then he becomes paralyzed from the waist down, mm. and he now has to go around in his wheelchair – uh, and he is taken care of by his brother, which also is the Ghost Rider uh, oh. from Agents of Shield. I don't know if you saw the new episode. I haven't seen the new one. Yet. Uh, the the uh, Lorenz Henry plays. I really want to watch it. Gabe, yeah, uh, the younger brother of um, Robbie Reyes, the mm-hmm. new. I want to say incarnate. I want to say incantation, <laughs> but it's incarnation of Ghost Rider Robbie Reyes. Yeah. Uh, actually, it's. Um, I think it was. I think it was one of the better. Uh, Agents of Shield's been Agents awesome. Yeah. It, it's gotten better. Yeah. It's gotten better. It's a. It's a, It's a lot sexier now. Uh, I like Ghost Rider. Ooh. Anyway, I like your point about Travis, and I think so too, because one of my biggest complaints was his little soliloquy at the end, where he just felt so much guilt. Like I let, I let his mom down. I let him down, and all. And I just the last things I ever said to him was "God damn you, Chris," and things like that, which is true. But, but what I think it happened. <laughs> Is and it would make more sense, and I would like this that scene better. Is if they had meet up met up again, and Travis had to handle business. Like you are going to be a scourge to the world. You three douchebags walking around just murdering people for shits and giggles isn't going to work, and I'm not going to let that happen. And I've lost you, and I need to put you down like I put your mom down. So if that happened. That little soliloquy he had at the end would make a lot more sense. It would. And I wouldn't be like this, oh my God, what a waste of time. Well, Chris challenged him. He said, you had the gumption, the guts to do what you needed to do with mom, but you lost that. And uh, But it was different. Oh, oh, absolutely. No, Travis is absolutely right. And that's what Chris fails to see is it's different. And Chris is just like completely psycho and lost his mind. He's gone completely savage. Oh, I'm good now. What? (laughs) There's no good or evil. There's no right or wrong. There's only kill or be killed. What the? Why? I'm the guy with a gun. Right. Right. You know? I'm not a good guy. I'm not a bad. I'm just a guy. I'm just the guy. Yeah. Um, But it, and this was another thing. Like, why didn't they just leave James? He's not dead weight. If you leave him, just leave him with Travis. And Travis even said that he's just like, go. Just leave him here with me. I'll take care of him. And then in a couple of weeks, when he's fine, we haven't seen any walkers around here. You dumb nuts ate all the chickens because you're Should idiots. Have been Shouldn't be in the eggs. Any genius, like that. I said. But still, <laughs> we will be fine. Y'all go. You don't have to put him down. There's no reason to put him but down. But they made a promise we, yeah, to we, their bro. Yeah, we, we made a bro code, and we held each other's dicks while we said it. That's right. Yeah, yeah. But, okay, but you need to stop now, because now you're just mashing it. Right. And that's not okay. Yeah. 
Nobody wants to mash it. It was. T- <laughs> it's like, who's the pivot man? You know, I, you know. I um. But it just felt like they needed to have that happen to show how far Chris had gone, and logically, it didn't make sense. Yeah, and I know that you throw logic out when you deal with people like that. Understandable, but I was really the more I looked back on it, I was like, there was no fucking reason for them to do it. No. He's not. You don't know if he's going to get better or not. Give him some time to get better. He's not showing any signs of infection or fever. He just got shot through the thigh. It's going to hurt. Give him some time. I thought he looked pretty good for only a week. Yeah, you know, especially when he didn't have any real medicine. No. No, I mean, he's not like Strand. At least he's getting medicine to replace the red blood cells. Right. He's just eating chicken. Chicken. Yeah. yeah. No thigh, though. Can't have the thigh. That's that, pretty funny. That would be too on the nose <laughs> for me to eat the chicken thigh. Uh, no, I thought it was pretty good. Uh, I also like how they tied in the fact that, you know, Chris just had no remorse. And he was making this whole uh, Saving James uh, thing into an opportunity for him to look good in the other guy's eyes and how you could spin that. I'm like, what the fuck? Well, why, why do I care what any of you people think? Right. You've which pro- is Travis's point. Yeah, you've proven your worth to them. I get what? zero shits <laughs> what? about proving my worth to them. <laughs> and I loved how he... Th- Travis gained so much respect in my eyes because he stuck to his guns the whole time. Yeah. Even when he watched his son drive away with these douchebags, he's like, you were wrong. You're wrong. I'm begging you don't do this. You're wrong. Yeah, I... <sighs> Man. Frustration. But right. I understand the frustration of a father trying to do everything he can, um, especially later when he conveyed with Madison, you know, he was just a good boy. And, and you know, all, all kids start out, uh, you know, you got that clean slate. Uh, you've got the, all this opportunity in front of you. And I just can't imagine. I know how gut-wrenching it would be for me, uh, and, and and I've experienced it to an extent. I'm much older than some of my siblings, and some of my brothers have made some shitty-ass decisions. Oh, I know. And you can't – once they become adults, it, it becomes even more different, but it's it's not – any really less painful because it's still your blood. Yeah. And to see them do something that's so destructive uh, is gut-wrenching, but he's seen the very death of his son's soul. Yeah. I can't imagine. No. I can't imagine because he had no remorse whatsoever. He's just sucking this, sucking that drink back. Like, you know, you know he's wipe your face. You know, yeah. you just act like you care like, at all. Yeah, act like you give a shit. Right. You killed a dude. You killed a guy that's going to haunt you forever, or it should. And if it doesn't, um, you are a psychopath. But, you know, for those of us in the know, it really wasn't the first person he killed. Right. You know, uh, we didn't see that uh, on screen. But I think, you know, we know the truth. Yeah. Our hearts know the truth. Well, I mean, that was a mercy killing. But, uh Nah, not in. I mean, it would have been for anyone else. Sure. Uh, for him, it was. It was for him. It was vengeance. gateway. It was a gateway. Yeah, absolutely. Into a new world of, hey, I'm good at this. I'm good at surviving this. I need these two dudes. They think I'm awesome because they know that I can pull the trigger. Yeah. When it needs, when I need to. So. But we know. But we know something goes down. We know something's going to happen there. So it'd be interesting to see yeah. how all that plays out. Travis's talk with Madison leads her to uh, basically share some information with Alicia that uh, 
Well, we've been speculating and proven Confirm. to be right. And I don't. Do you think she needed to tell her? I I know she's trying to get her to understand why she cares so deeply for Nick, and and she's trying to explain why she wasn't there as a mother. But what you've already ruined <laughs> your perception as being her mom why do you need to share this information about her dad what good is that going to do um i look at uh, i i don't disagree with the question and i don't and i think it's something that you would really want to give thought to but what i i feel like she was trying to convey ultimately Mm -hmm. is she wanted her to understand why she was neglected sure and I think that really is – I don't want to say the only reason, but that's the main reason. And I'm not going to say it's a good reason. I'm not going to say it's a bad reason. I'm just going to say that it's a reason. Yeah. Not being in that situation, we can't – No. Can't grasp. And and I'm not going to judge because, A, it's a TV show. Yeah. So <laughs> it's not that's real. True. Uh, <laughs> true. But I – I un- I, I I agree with her trying to basically make amends and reconnect with her daughter and let her know that this is why this shit went down the way that it went and yeah. she was sorry for it. And if she probably had it over to do over again, probably would have done it differently. Right. And I, I think it makes Alicia even – she has grown so much. She's become stronger every week. And I think this makes her even stronger because now she knows, hey, out of all this – I'm the less fucked up one. Right. And even though I was neglected, this all this shit has made me very emotionally strong. Yeah. Stronger than I think any of us realized, any of them realized, any of us realized. And at the end of the day, Madison did what she had to do because she felt it was best to protect them. And she was just so worried about how it would affect Nick and that she would lose him the same way. And which she, I think, and, and and I think her, the thing that she told her is that, and, and and in a way, she without saying it, I think she meant to say that my biggest mistake was thinking that you were all right. right. To which Alicia said, "I had to be," yeah. and to me, that was a pivotal. I don't want to say moment, but that was that. I think if we're going to glean anything out of this show this episode to me it's stuff like that Mm -hmm. because how how do how do that got me thinking about my life and my relationships and how i do that even at a a much smaller scale hopefully i don't withhold information from people like that or just make assumptions but you know am i doing a good enough job with those that are around me to am I, i hopefully i'm not making those same assumptions that Hey, I, I don't need to check in on them or I don't need to ask them how they're doing. They 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 look like they're doing all right. When it nothing could be further from the truth right. in most instance instances. So But I think it was a good reminder for me. I think the most well it, it explained also why she is so protective of Nick. Because if you see your son as the same person as your husband who committed suicide and his reasoning that he left behind was, I love you guys, but enough's enough. Uh, I'm going to call bullshit on that. 
You don't think that's the note he wrote? I mean, I don't think she'd lie about it at this point, no, right? I, no, and I'm not saying that at all. Yeah. But what I'm saying is earlier we learned that he was a very voracious reader. Sure. I don't know. You it, think he'd be it, more it, verbose? It, it, it seems inconsistent. I mean, I think it was just a snap decision. Like maybe he had a bad day at work and he was like, you know what? Fuck it. Enough's enough. Yeah. And just to make it quick and easy, like I'm going to write this note and then I'm going to swerve in oncoming traffic and just be done with it. And, but it makes me understand a little bit of why Madison is so protective and overbearing and such a helicopter parent for Nick. Because if you see the same tendencies in your son, you would fight like hell to not lose him the same way. And But it's a self-fulfilling prophecy and it's yeah. a terrible repeating cycle. Like the more and the more, the more you cling to him and parent him and hover over him, the further he's going to want to go yeah. and the worse he gets. And so... She doesn't realize that. I mean, maybe she does realize that a little bit, and she's trying to explain her actions. So, so the very thing you're trying to protect people from, you end up pushing them right into. Let me give you a great example. Sure. Lost power in the house today. Yeah. Because apparently a transformer blew out. Well, yeah. earlier this week, we got a note on the door saying that a trim tree, uh, tree a trimming, tree trimming uh, company was going to come through and trim the trees to keep from branches falling on the power lines <laughs> and causing outages. Can I tell you? Is that what, what happened? happened? Did they cut a tree trimming company, cut a limb, and it fell on a wire and blew a trans, or fell on a transformer and blew it. So I'm thinking, so the very thing that you're trying to prevent is you did. Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, that, you know, if I take a step back and think again about this whole suicide note and it being very succinct and precise, I could also see myself contemplating keeping that from my children because I love you all, but enough is enough. And as a child or even as a, an adult, you hear someone that is your parent, your, your, your loved one make a statement like that. And you try to reconcile that in your head. Yeah. And how do you, how do you reconcile that? Oh, you love me, but you're going to take yourself from me because we're not enough. Right. Well, there's, there's, or the world was too much. And and so, you know, I don't want it to become some sort of debate about suicide, but no. but I'm just trying to wrap my head around why would you not share that? And that would be a great reason because how much more damage do you inflict on the psyche of a young one in the sense that, yeah, Yes, your father loved you very much. But that wasn't but, enough. But that wasn't enough. That couldn't keep him. Yeah. yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. And, and as a <laughs> child, all, that's all you want to hear from your parents is just they love you. Yeah. And they're proud of you. And the actions that go along yeah. with that. And I think that it's very easy to, to look at that and go, well, the, your actions are not consistent with Mm-mm. with what you're saying. Now, as right. you get older, you maybe be able to sort that out and understand that pain is a very real thing and people just the pain threshold and tolerance for for some folks is just too great to overcome. Right, and um, she wants them to remember the good moments, the happy moments. Their yeah, their father, the way they remember him, because hopefully history and their memory will shine a brighter light on him than than the reality. Hmm. And that that may be something kids need in moments. You know, to think that your father had a terrible accident and just fell asleep has got to be way better than. Your father killed himself. He drove into oncoming traffic, very probably killed other people at the same time. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, and we don't know if he drove an oncoming tractor. Well, yeah, we don't know. Yeah, I'm just speculating if he fell asleep at the wheel. That you know, that's but an accident happened. is not a choice. No, that's just you know, he, he daddy was tired all the time, so it makes perfect sense for him to fall asleep at that's the right. wheel. Maybe he'd done it before, mm-hmm. and so well, he fell asleep. Right, he's scared as <laughs> shit. Oh man, wake up and be like, oh fuck! I've never done it <laughs> driving, but I've been in the car with a driver who fell asleep and didn't wake up. <laughs> Scared the shit out of me because there's nothing you could do. No, were you in the passenger side? Yeah, we were in a truck driving home. Me and my older brother <laughs> were driving home from my grandparents' house, and oh, we're in God. one truck, and the rest of my family's in the other car, right? And we had a truck. Oh no, were they behind you? In front of us. We oh had, shit! We had a truckload full of cross ties, right? And he's driving because it's his truck, but I'm old enough to drive. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. like 17, uh, yeah. and he fo- we he start- narcoleptic. No. He, he, he's just really sleepy. He starts veering into the median, like oh. in, on the highway, oh. like the grass median oh. between the two lanes. And I'm looking at him and I yell, yo, yo. <laughs> and he didn't wake up. So I reached over and slapped him in the face. <laughs> and he was like, what? I'm like, get on the road. <laughs> what do you mean, what? Stop trying to kill us. I'm like, get on the road. And he's like, did I fall asleep? I said, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Well, call it what you want. <laughs> All right. And I was like, pull your ass over. I can drive. If you were tired, you should have said something. Oh, my God. I was like, if we had been, like, we were in West Texas, rural West Texas, so there wasn't another car close, thankfully. But, I mean, it had been somewhere else. That could have ended way worse. My granddad did it all the time. I mean, this is the man that would sit down at lunch and he'd eat. Dinner, yeah, not lunch. Dinner, called it dinner. He'd sit down and go through his mail, and then you'd see you'd see his head just hit it. Chin, yep. <laughs> chin would hit his, and you just start snoring. But he did that shit while we were driving too. Oh no! And I, out of the corner of my eye, I start seeing that head go down. I'm like, hey, listen, <laughs> all right, I got it. Right, but I wasn't old enough to drive yet. No. I was like thirteen. I'd have drive that son of a bitch. Hell, it's better than dying. <laughs> okay, I take that back. I wasn't. Legally, right? Old but you could have. Oh, I could have driven that right. son of a bitch. Yeah, it's not a problem. Been driving tractors for right. years. So, man, it, it ended up being a moment of them bonding. I think, and I think that's what the show wanted us is for Alicia and Madison to have a bonding experience and try to repair their damaged relationship from last time, and also to explain her terrible actions with lighting the sign and why she neglected her as a kid and why she parents Nick the way she does. I think that's what they were going for, and I feel like it was maybe achieved, but I'm not. I'm not sure. Yeah. I, I know that's what they were trying to do. I'm not sure either. But there is one thing I'm sure of, and that is if we have Chris in an episode, we just simply cannot have Nick in the episode. And Which I am convinced that it is deliberate. Oh, it has because to be. Because part of me hopes that Travis didn't put Chris down, and there is a showdown between Nick and Chris. And the reason why I think that might happen is because the dichotomy between Madison and Nick and, and the, uh, his upbringing and how he turned, he's turned the corner and turning out now bad, now good. Yeah. And Travis's son, good, he had such now a good bad. Heart. He was so sweet. I feel like that's going to come to a head and it's going to be those two that, uh, have a confrontation. Now I may be completely wrong, but the way they're playing mm-hmm. it, if they don't, they're missing a great opportunity. I think what happens, and this is more speculation, I think either Travis or Madison, Chris is gonna kill him. Mm. Um like not like he's gonna kill one of them and Nick is gonna have to put him down or either maybe 
Chris will kill Madison and Travis will have to put Chris down. Those are what I'm thinking will happen. Mm. And then Nick will see that and be like, what the shit? You killed my mom? I I, I could see that happening. Yeah. I really, I don't see Chris taking out Travis because no, I think as far gone as he is, he's not going to kill his dad. He's had every opportunity to do it. If he was going to do it, he would have done it already. Yeah. Instead of just wrestling him to the ground and they had a gun to his And head. there was no reason to not shoot Travis dead when, no. they, when they killed James. No. Honestly. Yeah, because so there's some sliver of be, humanity. He's as useful there. to them as James was. Yeah, because he's not coming. He's not going to help. So yeah, but I'm glad Travis's feet are back to normal. Yeah, he needed them. He did. And then Travis, <laughs> I loved his conversation where he was like, "It can't be a coincidence, is it? That as soon as I left Chris, as soon as I left Chris, not two days after I left Chris, mm-hmm. I see the sign light up, mm-hmm. and it's you." Interesting. Can't be coincidence. Interesting. So I re- I agree with you. I think they met they met mm. up again, and it didn't go so well for somebody. <sighs> well, it's going to be interesting. I'm looking forward to what happens next week, and then we're going to be off for a little bit before the Walking Dead comes. I think back. we need a break. I think we need a breather. I think it'll be good. Maybe we'll do a recap episode depending on how many. Okay. But I'm not going to commit to it. <laughs> no, I'm not committing to anything. You know, last time I committed to something, I didn't do it. So. Yep. And that was, well, no, that's pretty much everything. That's not true. So I don't make any kind of commitments anymore. Nope. <laughs> I'm, I'm for it. Don't make promises you don't intend to keep. Don't make promises <laughs> at all. That's true. Yeah. All right. Well, so we want to hear, was there anything else? I'm sorry. No, I think that, I think we had I th- everything. I th- yeah. That was all the high points for me. But we want to hear from you guys. If you have any thoughts, concerns, uh, questions, theories, hypotheses, um, let us know. Yeah. Hit us up on Twitter at yes. FearNthCast or shoot us an email, fear at nthcast.com. And we will look forward to talking to you again next week. In the meantime, fight the dead and fear the NthCast. Cast.